Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In times like these, it's important to know who you can trust. At last, a news source that's reliably reliable, informatively informational, and never wrong. Unfortunately, you're not listening to it. Instead, you're listening to... The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to the New Year's Eve-ish edition of The Chaser Report. We have Zoe Norton Lodge, Nina Oyama, Charles Firth, me, Dom Knight, and once again, our amazing newsreader, Rebecca Dayunamino, has been improvising the news. We found that just throwing random phrases at Beck and getting her to riff is better than the carefully prepared Chaser News headlines we've been doing all year. Becky, you ready for more breaking news? I think I am, yes. There's been a new discovery in medicine. A new discovery in medicine, dieting makes you fatter. It seems as though women have been trying for years to crash diet, to burn the calories and to avoid eating certain foods in order to attain a body image that is purely ridiculous and imposed on society by mostly men. It seems as though women have decided to embrace the diet is shit movement and are embracing for a new year full of carbs, sugar of all varieties and alcohol. And in North Korea, uh, a scientific experiment gone horribly wrong, Beck. North Korea is aghast at the fact that Godzilla did not regenerate and take over the city. It seems as though after several years of trying to create the giant lizard creature from films of the past, North Korea misstepped and added a weapon to the eyes of Godzilla, causing destruction throughout the business district. Uh, and what, what happened to the big banana. The big banana is now rotten. (laughs) (laughs) And the the government is cautioning against hang gliding uh, over the next week because... Yes, the government says hang gliding is a stupid idea. Why would you want to get up in something that doesn't even resemble a plane properly and fly around in a tiny helmet looking at the things that you can see from a tall building, said Scott Morrison during a photo opportunity on a hang glider with a helmet looking over the view of the things he can see from atop of his building. And where is Scott Morrison on holiday this year? Scott Morrison has decided to holiday in his backyard with five camera crews, a journalist and also a live studio audience. He will be taking every opportunity to record his barbecuing, his mowing the lawn, his plucking out weeds with his thongs and also the bindi dance. I know that this is a podcast and therefore edited, but you need to understand... Beck comes up with these. She starts talking less than one second after the offer. <laughs> it is truly exciting stuff to watch. Uh, coming up in this episode of The Chaser Report. Well, I'm going to be looking at one year ago today, what world leaders were saying. And I'm going to be looking back at the movie highlights of 2020. And spoiler alert, not many movie highlights of 2020. <laughs> and I'm going to tell a story about uh, a big event that happened to me that involved cockroaches, which I think is a good metaphor for 2020. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by Overpriced Champagne. 
Is there any other kind? The Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. So it's New Year's Eve. We've had a big year. And Mm. so I thought, you know, why don't we look back exactly one year ago and find out what the world leaders were saying about (laughs) what would happen in 2020. If I remember New Year's Eve 2019, um, I spent 11 hours doing bushfire coverage. So it wasn't Mm. a great point in my life, but I'm sure other world leaders were, you know, upbeat. Are you calling yourself a world leader in this context? (laughs) Other world leaders? Mine was bad. Other world leaders? I was just imagining that at least some world leaders are going, fuck, Australia's in trouble. I'm pretty sure our world leader was was in Hawaii at this time last year. But um, You said aloha. So we'll we'll start in, in the UK with none other than... Boris Johnson. Now, you might have seen a tweet going around this week. This is actually what gave me the idea for the segment, uh, which is he, he put on Twitter um, on New Year's Eve 2019, him with two thumbs up, and he wrote, this is going to be a fantastic year for Britain. <laughs> it's been doing the rounds. It's so beautifully ironic. But so I, I decided I decided to dig up his New Year's Eve address to the nation Wow. And I think oh I think he really nailed what 2020 would be like. We have so much to look forward to in 2020 with the Summer Olympics in Tokyo Euro 2020, the Games in London and Glasgow, the final at Wembley, <laughs> and the UN Climate Change Summit also in Glasgow. All cancelled. All, all postponed to 2021. Yeah. All, all those events that he listed. Well, he can just use the same speech tonight. <laughs> and, and be making that speech to tens of thousands fewer Britons due to his own fuck up. So anyway, then he goes on and he talks about all the great things that are going to happen uh, and he really works up a bit of a head of esteem uh, by the end and starts making predictions about just how prosperous uh, 2020 and the whole 20s in general for Britain would be. Let's come together and go forward with confidence into the 20s, an exhilarating decade of growth, prosperity and opportunity. (laughs) Together, folks, let's make 2020 the start of something special. (laughs) It's certainly the start of something. Who let him do his speech on Opposites Day? Yeah, and just think he didn't. He, hadn't he just been re-elected with a massive amount and gotten Brexit through? And he was just saying, "I'm, I'm just an amazing at being prime minister. My prime ministering is just very, very high level." Yeah, yeah. Oh God. So, um, but it, it, Boris Johnson wasn't alone in his uh, approach to to twenty twenty. I mean, it, it was just, a different time, though. Like we yeah. have to remember. Like usually, when people say it's a different time, you say like ten years ago. Oh, that was a different time. But yeah. Six months ago, yeah, whatever looking, it was, <laughs> 11 months ago. It's, I just it look was, back and I'm like, it was a different time. It was sort of like the 1970s. It was yeah. just far away from... Like that was from, 20 years ago. Yeah, then. exactly. I can yeah. just say I really enjoyed Nina's two inaccurate estimations of how, yeah. how long ago exactly one year ago was. <laughs> like it's New Year's Eve. We're talking about last New Year's Eve, like it was six months ago or 11 months ago. <laughs> I mean, they're both really bad guesses. I mean, most people would say that it felt more than a year ago rather than <laughs> half. Anyway, that's, that's all right. That's, anyway... That's, Look, time is just a construct. That's something I've learned over lockdown. It doesn't exist. But next, I want you to listen to what Xi Jinping predicted oh, for 2020. Oh, you going to say Gigi Hadid, and I was like, that's my, that's my president. <laughs> How do you pronounce the Chinese president's name again, Chelsea? Xi Jinping. All right. Uh, let, let's have a listen. Let's have a listen. 
，祝大家新年快乐。Do, do you think he was saying in 2020, no one's going to make like a joke about how they can't understand what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he was saying. He was like, no, I'm going to make a meme. I'm going to hold out. I was assuming that we have a. a <laughs> that wasn't even that wasn't even Xi Jinping's real voice. That was just Charles making up random words. <laughs> no, that was. I'll give you the direct translation, just in case you don't know Mandarin. Which is let's seize the day and live it to the full and greet the arrival of the year 2020 together. I wish you a very happy year as it is going to be prosperous. More, no, it's going to be. We are building a moderately prosperous society in all respects. I like he's a bit more realistic. He put yeah. moderately, mm. like you can't yeah. promise people the world not deliver. Hang on, wasn't he already dealing with COVID? Yes, absolutely, he was. Yeah. They were just getting ready to nail the doors shut in uh, many Wuhan apartments. Not, a, not on the 1st of January, though, man. Yeah, no, they had cases. He knew. He would have known no, about he it. Knew, he yeah, knew. Yeah, yeah, he knew. That's why he put the moderately in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the last minute edit. <laughs> yeah, moderately. <laughs> okay, but the best the best world leader by far, of course, was Trump. Um, and, uh, look, I think he was as spot on with his prediction as you'd imagine. Happy New Year. We're going to have a great year, I predict. I think it's going to be a fantastic year. We have the best economic year, I think, in our country's history. <laughs> best economic year in our country's history. Now, he was then asked about his New Year's resolution. No one's picked this up yet, but um, I think I think I've got a bit of a scoop here um, oh, yeah. because he seemed to think that New Year's resolutions were a bit like you know birthday wishes, and you had to keep them secret. I'm not sure you're supposed to say resolution out loud. Okay, so we don't want to. I don't want to say what my resolution is because I think we jinx it. So what do you reckon he then goes on to do? Like once, once he says, "If I say my resolution out loud, I'm going to jinx my resolution." So but under his breath, he goes, "Pandemic." <laughs> no, no. Because, oh, no, I think he literally. The next thing he says is the resolution out loud. Yes, and then does he jinx it? And then he, so he, he's going to jinx ah. the whole, for the whole world because this is his resolution. But I can tell you, we have a good. Re- we really have a good resolution, and it's a resolution for our country. We love our country. Our country has never done better than it's doing right now. We have the best unemployment numbers. We have the best employment numbers. We rebuilt our military. We cut taxes down, the lowest in history, biggest tax cut ever. We're doing great. Our country is really the talk of the world. Well, at least that turned out to be true. I mean, one of them was true. Like maybe he just thinks the best unemployment numbers are just the most. (laughs) The Chaser Report. Less news, less often. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by Overpriced Champagne. There's no more appropriate way to celebrate the end of 2020 than with a product that completely rips you off and leaves you feeling tired and groggy in the morning. The Chaser Report. More news, less often. Um, so Dom, Charles and Zoe, I don't know if you know this, but I'm an absolute fiend for coffee. Like I love coffee, um, but I have no idea how to make it at home. Mm. Right? What it's do like, you mean? Well, it's like proper coffee that's made at a cafe mm. and then there's like all this random ways you can make it at home, but it's like yeah. it seems really difficult. So I've just been drinking Nescafe 43 my entire life until, <laughs> until at the beginning of 2020 I found – a coffee pod machine fully functioning near new under my kitchen sink. Really? Yeah. How did you do that? I I was cleaning my kitchen because I live in a house full of boys and I was like, you know what, I'm going to clean it for once. 
They, don't worry, they clean it. No, I'm not having a go at them. But I, yeah, I found this like full coffee machine. And I was like, this is sick. Now I can like make really nice coffee with my like sweet little coffee pods. Was it your flatmates or yeah, was it left there by the old tenant? I think it was left there by old flatmates. Right. And just kind of stayed under there. Mm. But um, because like there's quite a high rotation of people in my house. But um, anyway, basically I just started using this coffee machine like every day um, until like June, July. And around June, July, it started like sputtering and making all these weird noises. And so I, like I lifted up the coffee machine and it was um, filled with cockroaches. Oh. Uh, yeah. And, and so do you think that they moved in after you started reusing it or had that been their home and you'd sort of – Taken over their home to make coffee with. Well, I'm not entirely sure, and they also like it wasn't su- it wasn't like a like a swarm or whatever. It was just like I would lift up the lid, and then these like tiny little bug thing, Ooh. like tiny little cockroaches, would oh, be like crawling the German, around in there. The German ones, and they yeah. weren't just They're your horrible. like ex flatmates from the high rotation. <laughs> I mean, they could have been, but um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. And and because you know that cockroach poo. Looks almost identical to coffee gr- grounds, don't you? It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my god. Well, anyway, look, so, I, well, I just like. like to are take- there coffee grounds inexplicably in the bottom of your coffee? Yeah, like or? every day. Yeah. Anyway, but right. like. Well, I decided right. to take action. So have you been <laughs> sick much in the last six months? No, not at all. I've oh, actually been quite healthy. Immunity boost. Well, yeah. You know, you know they say extra protein. Yeah. Some of the best coffee in the world is when they feed the coffee beans to the civet. Yes. And the civet poos, poos out. it out. So maybe I, it's the same with cockroaches. I don't know. I think this is like a Kafka situation, like metamorphosis. You've actually just been <laughs> eating your flatmates who've become cockroaches. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so true. Well, anyway, I decided to take action, though, because I was like, I can't have a coffee machine that's full of cockroaches. So no. if you guys want to guess what I did, like what would you do if you found a machine that's uh, full Well, of can I guess what you did? <laughs> okay, yeah. So I, I bet you got a whole lot of mortine and just sprayed it. Let off a bomb. Yeah, and just sprayed the machine even though it's your coffee machine and then you would be drinking the mortine. <laughs> that is actually really close to what I really did. <laughs> okay. No, so what I did was I boiled a kettle and then I just poured boiling hot water all through the coffee machine. Yeah, you okay. killed your ex-flatmates? Yeah, I killed all my little bugs. I think that's sensible because it's like a natural killer. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm thinking. It's like, you know, and it, that way because I, I was thinking of doing that but I was like it's obviously going to poison me. Yes, yes. I didn't want to get poisoned. No. Um, it's not what I want to do. So I poured boiling water into it and it was like fine for two months, no cockroaches. Anyway, oh, kind of in like September, October, mm. they started coming back. Yeah. They started coming back and uh, guess what I did? Did you put the mortine this time? No, I no? just live with it now. I just decided. Oh. <laughs> I just like live with these cockroaches now and I'm pretty sure they are pooping in my coffee. But I was thinking like, I was like thinking like that's kind of like a great metaphor <laughs> For 2020, right? Because like this pandemic came out of nowhere, just like my coffee machine came out of nowhere. And then like people tried to get rid of it and they were like, you know, trying to make this virus go away. And then eventually we realised this is the new normal. (laughs) But Nina, that's not the lesson from 2020, which the lesson from 2020 is- It's not. That when humans spend too much time with with animals and creatures, disease vectors happen. You are now- the the patient zero for the cockroach virus. I, but also, like, look, just just let's calm down a minute, Dom, because, like, you know, I've been to places where, like, you have really expensive coffee that a cat's shut out. Have you ever had that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe this is just a new thing. Maybe you could team up with Charles mm. and have a really terrible business together. <laughs> That's fantastic. 
Cockroach Nick coffee. Cockroach coffee. I love that. I I don't understand. Like, so uh, I just can't understand why you don't just clean your coffee machine more regularly so you don't have cockroaches. No. How hard is that? It's hard to clean this coffee machine. It's a pod machine, so it's got a lot of little moving pieces. And the only way you can clean it is if you just run water through the machine. Do you leave it plugged in? Sorry, the only way you can clean it is to run water through the machine. Oh, my God. That mystical mystical cleaning method of running water through the machine, too complicated for Nina. It doesn't get rid of Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Cockroaches. I think they it like did, it because it's they, warm and it's wet and it's moist inside there and they're just very happy. They live for two months. No, but that's when the water was boiling. There's the difference but, between like hot and boiling. coffee machines have – anyway. Okay. Do you leave it switched on yes. at all times? Yes. That is why they're, they're there. Yeah, they love the heat. That is literally what, why they're there. Yeah. I, know, I know it's boring to solve the problem, but <laughs> but if you want to solve the problem, yeah, just simply turn it off when you're not using it. At the, at the outlet. At the, at the PowerPoint. Yeah. I'm going to try that. Thanks, guys. God, if only it was so simple to solve 2020. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. So, Nina, Zoe and Charles, uh, one thing we did in 2020 an awful lot was watch movies. But the movies that we watched were generally not ones made in 2020 because I reckon this was probably the worst year for movies in the history of movies. Like since the Lumiere brothers started their thing, this was the worst uh, year that it was. And I went back and looked at the box office figures for 2020 and it, it really has not been now, are you Hang on, hang on. We, what about that year that um, Crash won the Oscar? Like surely that's the worst year for Yeah, movies. actually what about that year Green Book won the Oscar? Yeah. Well. Does <laughs> 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 that destroy the premise of I your- don't think, I mean I don't know what's going to win the Oscars next year but it's going to be something that, that I um, think- be on streaming and. It won't have had any box office because nothing has this year. It's Actually, quite amazing. I think both those years were good years for movies, bad year for taste. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that's the Oscars. But that's yes. actually all the Oscars. Like if you look at the Wikipedia of every, like, you know, movie Best that's picture. won and then you mm. look at, like, the movies that were made, it's like they always get it wrong. They notoriously they do. do not mm. pick the ones that are going to go down in history. Yeah, mm. th- I just started reading this series. I think it's on, at The Atlantic where they go through every Best Picture winner of every year and they are genuinely all the I love ones. how we're trash-talking Oscar-winning movies. <laughs> yeah, they're so bad. <laughs> so anyway, the, the top uh, box office of any movie in anywhere, anywhere in the world this year um, was a movie was only big in China. That's how few people went to cinemas this year. Oh, really? It was called The 800 and it was about 800 uh, Chinese soldiers being stuck in a warehouse surrounded by an army just before World War II, the Japanese army. So it was a movie about lots and lots of Chinese people trapped in a building and unable to go outside and it was still the top box office movie of the year anywhere despite the year that they've had there. Do you know what the best, uh, do you know what the top um, box office English movie was of any movie uh, this year? I'm assuming it wasn't Tenet then. No, it it? wasn't Tenet. Tenet's we'll come to Tenet. Tenet's number three. Yeah, right. On the list, and we'll come to Tenet's problems. Um, It was Bad Boys for Life. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's a good movie. Like nineties buddy cop franchise brought back for a third time. 
Lethal Weapon, but with Will Smith. That was the most popular English language movie of the year. Sounds all right. A depressing thought. I um, think that makes sense though. You know the 90s are coming back. Mm. Yeah, well, they certainly mm. didn't. Yeah, literally literally time is in a time warp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it'll probably Great joke, Zoe. <laughs> I think it'll win the Oscar. Probably will. Then there was Tenet. Did anyone see Tenet? No. Nah. I, I think, saw it yeah. twice to try and make sense of it and I still don't know what happened. Yeah, no, I was going to say I didn't see it all, but I just heard so many people talking about it. I was like exhausted and it just confirmed my desire not to see it. Mm. Oh, no, I wanted to see it, but I didn't want to go to a cinema. Fuck that. So it was a very 2020 movie that it made no <laughs> sense and was no fun at all. That's funny that Dom is immunocompromised and went to the cinema twice during the <laughs> lockdown because he would rather die than have not Wait. Then spend time with his kids. Yeah, I, I was well, the only person. Have, he would rather see Tenet and risk dying <laughs> than stay safe and not watch David Finch's latest film. But I was the only person in the cinema um, at, at, during both those sessions, so it wasn't wasn't a great. Uh, nerd alert! <laughs> then we have Sonic the Hedgehog um, comes in at number four. Yes, which my kids say is excellent. They they saw it. That was very. That must have been really early on in the year before the pandemic. Because yeah, yeah. And they t- and that's the one that actually went through several extra years of development because his smile looked weird. Yeah, in the original. <laughs> the gra- and they it looked chilling. Yeah, 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 they had to then redo the animation, and they did the, redid the whole animation, and then they showed it and it sort of focus grouped it to death. If you now look at it side by side, you go, "Oh no, the original was better." <laughs> was it like a Lion King situation? Do you remember that when they did the Lion King, but? Like with maybe real animals, animals. Yeah. Oh, animals that was, look real, but they they took out all the emotion because like well, real animals don't have emotional. Yeah, they faces, can't and smile. Like, yeah, they can't fucking sing and dance either. But like, here we go, we're doing a narrative. Is it yeah. like how um in cats they design the cats with buttholes and then like at, when they finish so, post they had to take all the buttholes out so because it, it was too distressing? Is that true? Because I saw that post. There was a post on Reddit. That, no, it's that, true that somebody there was a guy who was yeah, had to edit out the buttholes. They yeah. had to edit out the buttholes. That is true. But then there was like a meme where they were talking about like they had to edit out the dicks, and that's that's a lie because they didn't have cat dicks in cats. Except Just the buttholes. What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. It's better than whatever Dom brought to the table. So. Then you got Dom's then, just reading out a list of movies and then throwing it to us. But it was, it was an extraordinarily. <laughs> what else? That's what's happening. But then you go all the way down the list, and there was on Amazon uh, a movie that brought back a much loved comedy character who was very, very big, um, you know, previously. And it wasn't Borat, it was a movie called. The very excellent Mr. Dundee. Have you heard of this film? I, I, I saw it advertised. It was on Amazon Prime, I think. Yeah, it was on Amazon Prime. Hmm. Crocodile Dundee. It yeah. is the fourth Crocodile Dundee movie and it is the most baffling movie of the year and <laughs> I really want it to win all the awards, the Oscars. I thought it was an ad for the Super Bowl. No, that was that was a joke version, wasn't it? Oh, man. Has anybody seen the very excellent Mr. Dundee in the room? Sadly, no. Have you? No, but I brought bits of the trailer so that you can get a sense of this wonderful movie without having can to watch it. Can I make a prediction? Your, your dedication to research, Dom, is, yeah. is so lacklustre. You're imagining that the fourth Crocodile Dundee movie is about him playing Crocodile Dundee. Not at all. In this, it's a meta movie about him being Paul Hogan, who's incredibly famous for being Crocodile Dundee. Here is the premise of the movie. I have news. The Queen of England wants to bestow you with a knighthood. Four. There you go. So the premise is the Queen 
wants to knight Paul Hogan at this point in his career. So it's sort Why? of like it's, it's, it's like a speculative biopic starring himself. But it's, it's also it like a wish. Like he's yeah. making a wish version of his. But what is it for? Services to tax fraud? Like what? <laughs> 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 I think that thing got turned out. We've got to say that so that you can make that joke. What do you actually think? In this in this bizarre uh, movie universe where Paul Hogan is still significant, what do you think The Knighthood is for? But is it a fiction or a non-fiction? It's, it's exactly what you said. It's a speculative fiction about his own life in which he gets into misadventures as the very famous star of Crocodile Dundee. And his current vintage. Yeah. Well, in his, at the age of 81. And so he gets knighted and it's not for his services to cinema to, or whatever. It's not for that. It is. Listen to this. This is the Queen wants to, <laughs> no. to, knight, to knight him because. He had the most successful independent film in history. He had the most indep- successful movie in history that was financed independently in the 80s. Do That's you know, why the Queen wants to knight him. Do I just him really now. hope that that young American voice was the Queen? <laughs> <laughs> but the really extraordinary thing about this film is who he got to be in it. Listen to this. Paul Hogan, Chevy Chase, Olivia Newton-John and John Cleese. John Cleese. Like how are these people in Crocodile and D4 going straight to Amazon? I'm absolutely well, perplexed. I think they just wanted a knighthood as well. They wanted to come along for the ride. <laughs> Does it, is it Borat style or does he actually then visit the Queen and... I don't know. It's not, oh, no, you don't know. That's right. It's not clear it's in not the like, trailer. Then it's, not a, then it's not a scene like in Borat with Rudy Giuliani but with the Queen and <laughs> Paul Hogan. <laughs> the, the really strange the Queen's like, I was just pulling up my garters. <laughs> and and really they go, she's only 96. <laughs> Get away from her. The really strange thing is that he goes to L.A. to discuss making a sequel to Crocodile Dundee with the studio, even though he already did that and made the movie Crocodile Dundee in L.A., which nobody saw. Um, so he goes over there and runs into all these people. And the revisionist history, terrible. <laughs> the, the Olivia Newton-John, like, cameo is just so that they can do this scene. Oh, Olivia! I'm doing this charity thinging at my neighbour's school. I need a favour. You're about to shape up. Because I need a man. What the hell is this? And my heart is set on you. So the Paul Hogan in the movie is kind of a failure. I don't know what kind of dirt Paul Hogan has on Olivia Newton-John, <laughs> but I imagine it must be very yeah. powerful and very, very bad. I just, I'm, okay, I've got so many questions. <laughs> there's like, to unpack, so there's an it? element of like crocodile, in real world crocodile Dundee to erasure. Yes. It's <laughs> taken place. No, three, because two it did okay, but three, Crocodile Dundee in LA was an epic flop such that it's extraordinary that they got to make this movie at all. So that was about probably maybe 20 years ago, so maybe in the 90s or the 2000s he came back and did the character again. And in that in that scene, sorry, the, I'm pretty sure the lyrics he was singing were Olivia Newton-John's lyrics. Yes, so from So in Greece. this universe... Is Olivia Newton-John playing John Travolta <laughs> and Paul Hogan's playing Olivia Newton-John? Look, he gets up on the stage and he gets booed and all these comedy pratfalls happen. So people throw a banana at him and he throws something back. It, it bounces off like one of those Swiss inflatable balls, hits a nun and knocks her to the ground. And so all the news channels go, Paul Hogan injured a nun. And this is like headline news around the world. So it's full of bizarre pratfalls. This movie did not do very, very well. Um, I don't know why. I mean, it's clearly just me. This is like 
This feels like the most anarchic 2020 mm. film I've ever heard. Like I feel like this is yes. now that we've really put it out there that you've you've taken the time to we've dissected, we've done the analysis. I think it's yeah. I actually am going to go home and watch it. It is a fascinating product that this thing even exists at all. Mm. It's trying to be sort of meta. But then the uh, saddest thing in the movie for me is John Cleese, like firstly being in it at all. But the, the role that he plays is John Cleese also living in L.A. being so hard on his luck that he's an Uber driver. John Cleese? I don't have my driver's license. Did you just tell him you left it at home? No, I don't have a driving license. So he's so desperate in the film that he's driving Uber but in reality, he's so desperate that he's in a Paul Hogan movie. So I don't really, the lines of reality are quite confusing. <laughs> and in reality, he'd just be tweeting about how much he hates Nicole Byer <laughs> and how much his white daughter should be have a comedy special. Isn't that what he does now? He just like tweets angrily at women of colour and says, why doesn't my daughter have that opportunity? It's that yeah. his thing now. Oh, he's done it at least to at least one comedian that I'm, that is very <laughs> funny. It's I don't know, man. John Cleese. I don't like that man. Well, his, his real stick is going around doing comedy shows complaining about his ex-wife and how much he has to pay in alimony. And in his in this scene in the trailer, as the Uber driver, he's driving Uber because of his ex-wife and having to pay alimony. So I don't know how much they paid him to be <laughs> in the film. But the one cameo that actually really I found funny in the only moment in the entire trailer uh, was Chevy Chase, you know, comedy legend. Mm. This is what he says in the trailer. I was uh, nominated for an Academy Award once. Couldn't have been acting. No offence. <laughs> Got him. So I, don't, I don't quite understand because the whole point of the movie is that Paul Hogan is very high status and famous and yet also washed up and a bit of a loser. I don't understand <laughs> it at all. I mean, I, you should have stopped at the whole point of this movie, which is a lie. There is clearly no point <laughs> to this movie. I want to know the correct order for watching the Dundee <laughs> canon universe. is. Mm. <laughs> universe is. is it, we, do we have a Dundee scholar um, <laughs> coming in to talk to us about it? We will on the on the next podcast. Okay. Yeah. I think <laughs> the correct order is probably just not to watch them at all. No, I reckon you should start with number four. Yes. And then you can only get happier as it goes <laughs> on. <laughs> and those are the best movies of twenty twenty. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence. This is the Chaser Report. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by Overpriced Champagne. Looks the same, tastes the same, but it's from a very special region of France, Overprise. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. It's almost time to wrap up the podcast, but before we do, time to throw more randomness at our wonderful improvising newsreader, Rebecca Dinamuno. Hi. Yes, this, this just in. It's unbelievable. Experts have agreed that a Smurf would beat a Care Bear in a battle. Smurfs are resourceful, they're little, and it's hard to distinguish them from each other when hiding within foliage. Care Bears, on the other hand, are fluorescent at times, pastel, and have giant rainbows on their stomachs. A spokesperson for the Smurfs, uh, Smurfette, said that she was uh, excited to know that they could go into battle at any point, but just called all the Care Bears a bunch of pussies because none of them will take up the challenge. And a surprising fad for this news, for this year's New Year's Eve. Socks with sandals are back. And a sexual health warning for those looking to fuck. If you do, check it first. <laughs> That's all we have time for. Thank you to Mike Liberale and, of course, Rebecca Dana-Muno for that one. Catch you next week on another pre-recorded but improvised uh, Chase Report.
A message from the New South Wales Government. This New Year's Eve, the New South Wales Government have put restrictions in place to prevent the spread of coronavirus and also to prevent people from having fun. Access to the Harbour Foreshore Precinct is restricted and nobody will be allowed in, except if you have a booking at a five-star restaurant or have been invited to a private party at a waterfront apartment with views of the harbour. Please bring your latest payslip to verify that you earn over $150,000 per year and a copy of your last annual tax assessment to verify that you avoided paying tax on most of that. Access to the Harbour Foreshore will also be available to essential service workers who are working on New Year's Eve. This includes waiters, butlers, shoeshines, chimney sweeps and women of the night. However, they must adhere to all COVID-safe restrictions and agree not to look at the firework display nor have any other forms of fun. And remember, this New Year's Eve, we're all in this together. So stay home, knowing that your sacrifice means the people in the toaster can celebrate in safety. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.